I'm Julie Austin, the CEO of Speakersponsor.com, and you're listening to Speakers on Speaking with Antoine Lincoln. I mean, you couldn't do this business if you didn't love it. So what do you have that's of value to them? Because I knew I could help other speakers with something that I've been doing for years. If this is what you really want to do, just like being an actor, nobody can talk you out of it. Welcome to Speakers on Speaking, a podcast for aspiring speakers looking to learn from today's professional speakers in the speaking business. And on today's show, we have Julie Austin. So get ready to listen, learn, and launch your speaking career on Speakers on Speaking. Welcome to another episode of Speakers on Speaking. My name is Antoine Lincoln, and I've learned in listening to the speakers that we've had on this show that there are many ways to get paid as a speaker. There's a keynote, seminar, back-of-the-room sales, online sales. There are many ways that you can get paid as a speaker. But have you ever thought about being sponsored? Because that is what Julie Austin is all about, CEO of Speakersponsor.com. Julie Austin is going to share with us how that could be a way that you can create an awesome income in your speaking business. So let's get ready not just to listen to Julie Austin, but to learn from Julie and her expertise. And to do that, always go to our speakersonspeaking.com website, locate Julie Austin's speaker page, because that's where we have our SOS support section, sharing with you some additional information about Julie's resources. So let's get ready to listen, learn, and launch your speaking career on Speakers on Speaking. You're going to love this episode. Julie Austin, how are you doing? Excellent. How are you? Julie, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I'm so glad that you have agreed to be a part of Speakers on Speaking. And uh, this is a treat for me. Well, thank you. Well, let's get into it. How how did you... Well, let's, who are you? First of all, let's get into that question. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well... That is a long story. My bio, <laughs> I realize, is so long. I don't. I, it's hard to shorten it. I mean, I'm I'm an inventor. I have a product called Swiggies. They're wrist water bottles that are sold in over 24 countries. I manufacture in three countries, so I do international business. Um, but I also uh, am a speaker. I speak on the topic of innovation, be- being an inventor. And also I run a site called Speaker Sponsor for mm. speakers, which we'll get into much later. But, um, yeah, so that's sort of the, the brief introduction. <laughs> so so how did you get into speaking? Sounds like you're doing a lot. How would you get into speaking? Um, the reason I got into speaking was because, you know, when the economy crashed, uh, I was doing fantastic. I had a retail product that was selling, you know, all over the world. Things were great. I was flying back and forth to China to the factory, and it collapsed like it just it 
you know, it was a retail business and it was a promotional product. It was a um, impulse item. And suddenly people were just hanging on and, you know, paying rent and food and <laughs> the basics. So even though it's a $13 product, it's still just my business really came to a standstill. So I said, I've got to do something else. And like everybody else on the planet, I had to reinvent myself. And I have a background as a TV host and actor. You know, I've done a lot of films and TV work and commercials. And so it sort of seemed like a natural progression. To It wasn't really my idea. A friend suggested it. And I said, well, I don't know. He goes, oh, come on, why don't you go to Toastmasters and... You know, and so that's really what I did. And I went, huh, well, I kind of like this. It's like doing a play, only it's a one-person play to the audience, right? So right. It, it it really did feel, feel very natural. And so that's how I got into it. And in a few months of doing Toastmasters, I said, okay, I want to make money at this. Wow. And... I was very surprised that a lot of Toastmasters don't. And some people get into speaking because just because they want to be better at giving pitches at work or, you know, for whatever reason. And I said, well, I, I want to make money at it. <laughs> and so I said, well, if I'm going to do that, then I better learn how to do it. And basically, that's how I started. Sounds like a very long journey. You've been you've been presenting for or speaking for how long? Uh, for about five years. Five years. Okay. I just would like to ask this question because those people who are not aspiring speakers, but those people who are doing the work, the professional speakers, why would you agree to doing this interview? Um, because I want to show speakers that there is another way to make money as a speaker besides just getting a paycheck. I mean, besides just, you know, going in and doing a keynote or doing a breakout or doing training and, and having someone pay you. There, there are many facets to the speaking industry. There are some people who, you know, who sell from the stage or sell the back of the room. I don't do that just because I don't, I don't like it. Um, but, you know, there are people who do and do very well. And, you know, I do the sponsorship, which is a totally different aspect of it. So you're mm. you're speaking, you're getting paid to speak. It's just a different angle. And you've had a lot of careers in your past. You've said you, you were an actor and some other business owner and whatnot. Why, why, why did you move into speaking? Why, why did you not stay in that area that you were in? to succeed in? Why did you move in towards speaking to, to kind of claim your, your fame, if you will? Well, because um, the business really dried up, and I still do it. Obviously, I still sell Swiggies, and they're wrist water bottles. Um, mm -hmm. I still manufacture. I still do that business, but I now run multiple businesses, and the reason is because in case one industry dries up, one industry changes, and they all will. I mean, this is part of innovation is that your industry will change. The speaking industry, even in the five years I've been in it, has changed dramatically. And so, you know, it's, it's harder to make money than it used to be, you know, 20 years ago as a speaker. It was a, a different world. Um, so 
you know, I still love speaking and I do it and I still make money at it. It's not my only job. You know, I have multiple businesses that are, you know, some kind of run themselves, really. But but I love speaking. So, so it's, I'm not sure that's why speakers go into it, because they love it. I mean, you couldn't do this business if you didn't love it. Well, it sounds like you you, 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 you definitely haven't built a platform in terms of your success on speaking only. Um. Well, I mean, there have been years, you know, speaking, the speaking industry is very, very much like Hollywood, like show business, you know, an actor. That's the first time I've ever heard that analogy. I'm, I'm curious to see how you put it together. Oh, no, it's exactly like Hollywood is okay. uh, because some years you do very well. Some years you wait tables. And, and I've been in the business since I was a teenager. So... You know, there were years when I was a teenager where I was doing a bunch of commercials and I was making a lot of money. And then some years it, it just was almost non-existent. And then it would pick up again and it would go in a different direction. So, yeah, I mean, even some of the, the biggest people that I know in Hollywood and I've worked, you know, behind the scenes as well as in front of the scene, uh, the camera. And, you know, everybody is the same. There, there's no such thing as there's an actor who just, we they fell off the turnip truck and started making millions. It's up and down. Even I know celebrities who have been, had long, long stretches where they did not work at all. Right. So in terms of speakers who speak on leadership or personal development, are you saying that leadership is the same no matter who the speaker is, but then what separates one speaker who speaks on leadership versus another speaker? What would you say would separate a person to get the opportunity to speak for a, a client versus another one who says, well, you know, why did they select this person over me? Ah, good, good question. Well, <clears throat> let's think of it like this. Somebody who is um, uh, a Navy SEAL, who's guided Navy SEALs into danger, um, you think that's a leader? I would say so. Uh, but what about someone who has led an organization? That's two totally different types of leadership. And it really depends on what the meeting planner wants at the time. It depends on the theme of their event. You know, it, it, it depends on a lot of different factors. So just because you speak on leadership, that's it, the, the best thing to do is to speak on something, and this is really surprising to me with speakers, is to speak on what you have in your background. So I hear people all the time who say, oh, yeah, I'm going to speak on leadership. And I go, oh, okay, what have you ever led? Well, nothing. And I said, well, then <laughs> how are you going to speak? On, why am I going to listen to you? <laughs> you know, I'd rather li listen to the, the, the Navy SEAL who has led somebody through a, you know, a dangerous situation in a foreign country and hear how they did it, or somebody who led a corporation who, you know, had employees or somebody who's been a leader. So what you're saying is a lot of times these speakers 
aspiring speakers, or even established speakers, they'll put leadership in their portfolio. But in terms of the story that's connected to the, the leadership platform, it's not as compelling to listen to as, as opposed to someone who's really had some trials and tribulations. Right. It's like if you're going to speak on leadership, what have you led? Who have you led? And what is your background for that? If you don't have a background in that, what is your background? And, and here's the interesting thing, being, you know, as somebody who runs a speaker site and hears, talks to speakers every day. Yeah, you hear a lot of people I saying hear they speak a, on leadership. Oh, I hear a lot of stories. And I hear these stories that people tell me and I go, why are you not speaking about that? Okay. I, there's one guy who, I mean, he has an unbelievable background. He just has an incredible background um, that, you know, nobody else would have this kind of background. And I say, you're not using this. And this is fascinating. I would, I don't want to hear you talk about leadership because <laughs> that's not your thing. What you have is this area of expertise that nobody on the planet has and it's it's riveting why do you think it's difficult for people speakers aspiring speakers to really find that authentic voice why did why do you think they just take that path of you know reading you know someone else's script you know what that's a really good i don't know I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I do, um, I do a live seminar called Create Your Own Job, and it's, it's very unique, and it doesn't matter how many times I do it. The number one thing that people always, you know, the first thing I ask is, what do you want to do for a living? If you could do anything, what would you do? Mm. And they go, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, <clears throat> what kind of background do you have? What have you done before? What did you like and what did you not like? And then they start talking, <clears throat> and then I hear these incredible stories again, and I said, that's it, right there. That's what you, That's your job. Oh, well, how am I going to make a living at it? You know. So I, I, it's sort of a combination of, you know, what you have in your background, what you've done in the past, and what you would like to do. It's, it's you know, to follow what other people do, I think, is a bad way to do it. And and Hollywood, believe it or not, is, you would think Hollywood is creative. I've, I've worked in uh, TV and film development behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and they want what everybody else is doing. I said, why do you want to do that? Well, it's zombies are hot now. You know, so they follow what is hot or what everybody else is doing. And that does not make you unique or authentic. Can can speakers really develop a a unique platform at the same time be marketable and be safer? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. how 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 would you... how would you coach a speaker, aspiring speaker, to really find that authentic voice, find that authentic story, but at the same time be able to deliver a speech on leadership or perseverance? How would you coach someone to come to, to dig down and find that story? Well, that may not be leadership. That may not okay. be your strength. I mean, okay. if you have um, strength in selling, that is something that is incredibly valuable. I mean, it's, it's something that is never going to go away. 
who are always going to have to sell in life and in business. If you have a strong sales background, kind of, you know, try to um, combine it with something else maybe that you have in your, your past history mm-hmm. to come up with a, a unique angle on it that's just for you, that only you can do. Because that's the only thing that's going to differentiate you. When I get um, – when I look at speakers and I, I look through the whole – you know, if I have them like like a res- resume is laid out on a table, mm-hmm. I would just go, eh, eh, eh. And, oh, wow, look at this person. Wow, they have a great story. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Right. So when you're looking at – when you're going through just – resumes of different speakers or one sheets, you have a specific formula. You've got a specific lens that you look at. So, you know, the initial reaction that you're getting from that speaker's one sheet doesn't resonate enough for you to say, I'm going to go a little bit further and investigate this person's platform or this person's project or product a little bit more. Yeah, because it sounds like everybody else. And Mm. if you just sound like everybody else, you blend into the background. Do you make decisions based on one sheets? Or do you go a little bit further and look at a person's website, look at a person's maybe their their digital footprint in terms as a speaker? Um, all of the above and and the video. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So with that being said, how does a speaker get noticed? Well, in the very beginning, I think this is my personal opinion, I think you should do in, as much as you can, just speak anywhere. I have a um, a girl on speaker sponsor who she works a lot, and she doesn't always get paid all the time. I mean, she now she has sponsors, so she does get paid. But she decided I am going to speak anywhere and everywhere. If it's twenty people in a basement, I'm going to go speak. <laughs> so she. That's good. And the reason I think she does it I, and I went I did go to hear her speak she's fantastic mm-hmm. um, I mean she is just doing it all the time it's one thing to talk about speaking and it's another to do it I mean you were in Toastmasters right that is correct yeah so you know you can sit there and watch other people and you can learn things but this, and, there's no, an interview, nothing like, an interview, I'm sorry you were saying although there's nothing like standing up there and giving a speech Right. There's nothing like being there, being present and, and, and getting the feedback from from whatever you're, you're trying to deliver, how it's being received. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So this this person's definitely she's out there. She's doing the work. She's getting noticed by just being in front of people. Right. And, um, you know, now she does have a sponsor who pays her in the L.A. area every time she does a speech. But she literally would just do anything, (laughs) whether it paid or not. So is it easy to create a sustainable speaking business, you would say? Sustainable business as far as making a living? Speaking. Uh, Yes, but I think you have to use a combination of different ways. So a combination of, you know, maybe – doing a speech where you you get paid, which is just, you know, you do a keynote or you do a breakout session or a training and they say, here, you get a check, right? 
or yeah. you get sponsored. That's another way. I would do all of the above. And then sometimes um, there are ways that you can <clears throat> speak and sell your books. I mean, there are a number of ways you can do it. But I, I would do all of them. And then consulting is um, also something that a lot of speakers are coaching and consulting. I think they're making the, the bulk of their money doing that, even the big speakers. So so let's talk about speaker sponsor. Let's talk about what you bring to the table for that aspiring speaker who is who is wanting to get into this business, but maybe some challenges that you've experienced, they are experiencing too. They just don't know that there there are options for them. How does speaker sponsor kind of help them bring to the table some of these options to build a sustainable business? Well, I started in um, sponsorship many years ago, and I started by putting together a TV pilot, and I had no idea what I was doing. My boss just left the office and said, hey, go get some sponsors, and I, <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing. I put together a, a, a sponsorship proposal. I literally walked out the door. This is in New York City. and went door to door talking to small businesses, and I put together the TV pilot with small businesses, and that's all I knew. I mean, you can get big corporate sponsorship, but that's not really what I focus on. And so <clears throat> years later, when I was um, asked to speak for free for a conference, I said, well, I can't work for free, but what if I get my own sponsor? And that's how it started. And then other people started asking me, how did you – get a sponsor. What did you do? How did you, you know, how'd you get paid? So that's, um, that's how I started the entire business is because I knew I could help other speakers with something that I've been doing for years. And but, somebody, somebody you know, asked me, well, why would you give out your secrets? And I said, well, right. there are 25 million small businesses in the U.S. I mean, just in the U.S., right? Right. There's plenty to go so, around. <laughs> so but before you can approach a company or a corporation to say, hey, would you sponsor me? How did you know that you were the right fit for that company? How did you know that they were looking to sponsor a speaker? I didn't. Hmm. Um, most small businesses don't know about sponsorship. A lot of them don't. I mean, the, you know, Nike and Red Bull, they know. They've been doing it for years. But small businesses, it's a gold mine out there. It's really a gold mine because, you know, if you're going to try to get a, a, you know, Nike to sponsor you, good luck. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, but they typically sponsor million-dollar athletes and that kind of thing. Um, and there are a million people that want to get sponsorship by Nike. But well, it, the small businesses, nobody's calling them. Right. And, and I guess the reason why Nike wouldn't want to sponsor, sponsor any old speakers because you, you, if you're not an athlete, then you're not in, you're not part of their demographics, and you're not speaking to the people who are within their demographics. Would that would you say? Well, um, most it is true that most sponsorship goes to uh, to sports. Um, and big, you know, sporting events and the Olympics and NFL and that kind of stuff. Um, but 
there is still a huge amount of money for arts and education, which is where this mm -hmm. falls into. So you, as a, um, as a uh, speaker, would have to really search out those organizations, those companies who are specifically targeting the people that you're speaking in exactly. front of. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So for me, um, I was speaking at a conference where it was like, uh, teen girls, and so I approached a game company, and they had the game in the back of the room, and, you know, I promoted them, uh, and they paid me directly. So even though I didn't get paid by the meeting planner, I got paid by the sponsor. Okay. So so here's a question. What comes first, the the event or the sponsor? <laughs> That's actually a, a, a slide in one of my in, in my <laughs> webinar, <laughs> and I would say either one. <clears throat> sometimes you can go after the sponsor first and create okay. an event around them, and sometimes you can you know let's say you get a, a breakout a job doing a breakout session and they're not going to pay, then you go after a sponsor to fill that need. And then once you have the sponsor, I guess, aware of your awareness of their of their problem that they're trying to solve, then you can you can approach them. But you just don't call their one eight hundred number and say, "Hey, I just planned this wonderful event. Would you sponsor me?" How how do you how do you forge that relationship with the sponsor so that he or she says, "Yeah, this is a good solution. This is a good relationship." Well, the first thing you need to have is something that they that they need. So what I tell people is, why would someone sponsor you? Do you have 50,000 Twitter followers? <clears throat> Do you have a huge, you know, fan base? Do you have, you know, 10,000 people on an email list? Uh, you know, are you, do you have a TV show on the air? Do you have, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be that big, but it's like, what do you have that's of value to them? Mm-hmm. So, I'm listening. Oh, I was just going to say, so before you look into sponsorship, what do you have of value okay. to, to offer them? Yeah, that's important. You, you definitely have to be uh, you have to be a rock star within your industry for them to say, do we want to invest in this person's platform? Yeah, and you don't have to be a big rock star, but you have to have something going for you. <laughs> something, you know what I mean? Is that they're going to be paying you a check? Why are they going to give you money? So, so if you look at it as you know an, a, a celebrity athlete, it's obvious why their value. You know what I mean? That why are they paying them a million dollars to wear Nikes or you know sponsor them in some event because they are a celebrity? I mean that's the easiest thing, but you can be a minor celebrity in a tiny niche. Right. You know, now that I'm right. talking this out, this is, that's kind of important, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's something to work towards as a speaker is to build up your, your celebrity within whatever niche you have, which is another good reason that speakers need to use what's unique to them. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to compete with, um, you know, with the Tom Cruises or the who, whoever. I can't even think you're of. You're not going to compete with the Kobe's, the, exactly. the Oprah Winfrey's. You're I'm not, not into sports, so I can't even think of anybody. 
Right. So you can't compete with that. So compete in your tiny little niche because that's valuable. That's really valuable. To, I mean, this game company, um, for me to be an inventor and teaching teen girls how to invent, I was a little celebrity within a tiny niche that was valuable to them. That sounds, I mean, that sounds like you, you were strategic in yeah. what you provided the company and you target your, 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 your every move towards making sure that whatever I do on that platform will honor the sponsor. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So how do you help speakers seek out sponsors? What I do, I, I work with speakers in three different ways. And the first way is with the directory. And the reason I came up with the directory is because I needed it. I kind of did it for myself <laughs> because I wanted a page. I wanted a place where um, sponsors could go to to see something specific for them. Not my speaking site, website, but a specific site just for sponsors. And then... Uh, you know, so so what I do with the the directory, which is a nine dollar a month directory, it's a very inexpensive marketing tool. I drive the traffic to the site, so it's up to you. If you have an opportunity that a sponsor wants, then great. You know what I mean? If mm -hmm. you're speaking at a mom conference and uh, you have to have you happen to put that opportunity on your profile page and I get uh, some sponsors to the site who are toy manufacturers, then it's up to you to, to close that deal with them. It's just a directory, um, a marketplace. And, and so your, your companies, your small businesses are going to the marketplace to right. see if there's an event that they want to be associated with. Right. And the speaker's saying, hey, I've got this great event. I'm looking for this type of sponsor. So it's kind of like a a match game, if you will. Yes, it is. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a playing matchmaker. Yep. And is. sometimes, you know, they'll come to the site and they don't see what they want. Sometimes they do. Um, so it's really kind of um, you're in the directory. And, I mean, it's, it, it's good for other things. I mean, I've had several speakers who booked $5,000 keynote. Uh, speeches just from being in the directory because I drive meeting planners to the site too. So it's a, a high-ranking site. So, so the, 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 the question that I would have then is if I am being asked to speak as a keynoter or a breakout session speaker, there there is an art in revealing that you are being sponsored. You just yeah. can't say, oh, by the way, uh, Nike says... Uh, you know, just do it. But back, let's talk about medical. You know, you, there's a way to, to, to reveal that you're being sponsored. How, how do you help your speakers do that in a tactful way so that you don't offend the meeting planner or the person who hired them? Well, it's not selling from the stage, which is, right. you know, I don't like selling from the stage and meeting planners won't let you do it. Mm -hmm. So um, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's very uh, seamless. Like you just, you know, it's just a quick thank you to my sponsor, XYZ Company, 
for allowing me to be here today, check out their, their game in the back of the room or something like that. It's just, you know, literally 15 seconds, you know. So that's not, it's not selling from the stage. You're not selling, you know what I mean? You're not pulling out their brochures and talk, mm-hmm. talking about the product or anything. That's, that's it. And then there that's are a lot true. of ways you can do it behind the scenes too. But, um, you know, the typical way of, sponsorship has always been banners, you know, um, mm. putting a banner in the room. That's a little old school. It's still valuable, but these days there are a lot of different ways to do that. But it's not an overt selling kind of thing. Right. So if you were starting all over again and you said, I'm going to be a speaker, where would you start? How would you how would you get to where you are right now as an accomplished speaker? I would probably do exactly what I did. I was very lucky, I think, in the fact that I never spoke for free. And the reason I never spoke for free is because I had a background in sponsorship. So the very first time I ever spoke (laughs) was – on a platform overlooking a bowling, some bowling lanes in a bowling alley. It was the very wow. first time I ever spoke in public. Very noisy, probably, as well. <laughs> and, the, and I have a webinar that teaches you how to do these crazy, crazy things that I've done. Um, so I made $2,500 the first time I spoke, which is probably very unusual. And that's the reason that I did it is because I had sponsors. Wow. So you're saying this is a viable solution for the speaker who wants to get started, but there's work involved. This is not just calling up someone else and saying, someone is saying, hey, would you sponsor me? There's actually work involved in this. Yeah. And I like that you say, you know, you you tell speakers it is going to be work. It is going to be hard work. You know, somebody coming to, to Hollywood, if you say, "Wee, you're going to just fall off the turnip <laughs> truck and make millions and be Tom Cruise and you'll never have to work for it, they're lying. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a lie. It's, it's an enormous amount of work. I mean – because here's the thing, when you have any kind of industry, whether it's being a rock star or a movie star or a, a rock star speaker, everybody wants to do it. You know, nobody wants to go pick up trash. Everybody wants to, you know, or work on an assembly line. Everybody wants to be a rock star. And so you are going to have to really work at it. It's extremely competitive. Um, the thing I like about sponsorship is it doesn't have anything to do with competition at all. You skip all the competition. So when I went to speak at the bowling alley, I had no competition. I created my own opportunity. There was, I wasn't waiting in a line with, uh, you know, a hundred other speakers. Other speakers. Yeah, yeah. To get a job. I mean, you know, when I first came across your website and started to listen in on our previous conversation about what that entailed, what you were trying to achieve with your website, which is speakersponsor.com, I was blown away. I mean, I was blown away that, wow, this is an option. This There is a pathway to um, have a way to take a free event and turn it into a fee event. And you're not looking at your the people that booked you, but you're adding value by bringing someone to the event that could 
could definitely benefit from having those, uh, let's just say, butts in the seat. Exactly. Yep. I mean, you as a speaker, when you go to do a free speaking job, you have valuable real estate. <clears throat> you do. That audience is of value to someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you've got a collective audience all there specifically focusing on whatever you're planning on delivering. And if you have a company that has a product or has a service all generated towards that demographic, why not? Why not um, leverage your opportunity in front of them with the sponsor? Exactly. And I hear sometimes speakers go, well, I'm just doing it for the exposure. And I said, well, you're really going to get tired of that real quick. (laughs) 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 The exposure word is kind of a a joke in the speaking. Uh, You you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, come and do it for free for the exposure. (laughs) Well... You know the thing is, if you go and you do the job, you're be, you're you're getting exposure anyway. You might as well get paid for it. Might as well get paid for it. You're right. You're right. So here's a question: As a speaker in the speaking in- industry, what are your thoughts about the business, and where do you think it's going to be in in the next five years? Boy, I should know the answer to this because you should um, know the answer. I'm, I'm a futurist, so um, <laughs> it, it's That's true. Although no one can really predict the future. My wife does a good job at it. (laughs) (laughs) I think she got that from my mom. (laughs) Well, maybe it's a women's intuition. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that it it, it kind of depends on a lot of different things. When I talk about innovation, I say there any number of things can change your business. Technology can change your business. The economy can change your business. I mean, any competition can change your business, anything. And so um, if the economy all of a sudden tomorrow is booming, you know, we have the, the roaring 20s and you know, everybody has money and companies are spending money hand over fist, like, you know, during the dot-com boom, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then I think it will be a better day for speakers as far as getting paid. Um, but on the flip side, what I'm finding is that a lot of meeting planners are getting free speakers from – I just spoke, spoke to a, a meeting planner the other day. He said, well, we don't pay speakers anymore. And I said, why not? He said, because um, I won't name the companies, but he said, the, these three companies, these big Fortune 500 companies are sending us speakers for free and paying all their expenses. So why would we ever pay speakers? And, I, and this is kind of a trend. And I thought, that doesn't sound good for me. <laughs> mm, no. Um. So I don't know if – I hope that trend doesn't continue. But even if, even if it did, there is still always a way to make money as a speaker, always. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think sponsorship is, is one big part of that where you don't have to rely on anybody. It doesn't matter whether the economy's good or bad. It doesn't make any difference. You're doing your own thing and getting your own sponsors and working with them. There are always going to be uh, small businesses, and they're always going to need customers. So it sounds like 
to be successful in your business, in terms of your 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 company's business, which is speakersponsor.com, you would have to have two people. One, a dynamic speaker. Two, a dynamic event planner, someone who can plan the events. And if those two are working well together, the 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 solution of getting paid is then connecting with the right company. Well, but that is a, an, actually a, an interesting way to go about it. Um, I, I teach speakers how to be their own meeting planner, to be their own event planner. And, and, and it's not what you think about, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to have to rent a hotel, ballroom, and the, the big thing. No, I mean, my first event I put on at a bowling alley. You, you know, keep saying it that. All... I wish I was there. I really wish I was there. <laughs> oh no, you would have laughed at me because um, I, I, it was a thirty—it was a thirty-minute speech, and I had no coming up, on, <laughs> coming up on Lane Eleven, we want to welcome to the lane Julie Austin. Julie is uh, she just bowled a turkey prior to this game, and uh, we we look forward to her walking on the lane in her high heel shoes. <laughs> I know what a tur- I know what a turkey is. My dad was a bowling I'm, pro. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You were saying about an event planner. It's it's not a it's not a daunting process or a daunting task. Oh, this I did this myself, and it mm. sold out in two weeks. So I had, and I believe me, I had no idea what I was doing, and no idea. And I'm I'm there giving it. This is. <laughs> This is terrible. So I'm I'm giving a speech. It's a 30 minute speech, and I'm using note cards. <laughs> That's how green I was. You were the person. You were the person. <laughs> but so, I guess it went well, and I had someone there helping me. And he said, "Um, there's nobody here yet." There was a job fair, and we we were I was supposed to have the job creators, the the companies. And nobody had shown up. And I'm up there giving the speech going, okay, let's go. And nobody had shown up. Nobody was there. <laughs> so at the, end, at the end of your speech, did you have to turn in your shoes? <laughs> I didn't get to bowl. I was too busy working. <laughs> but everybody else was having fun. We're good. So we're up on the last part of the speech, and I always like to give my, my, my guests, you, Julie, the, the last words on any parting thoughts for aspiring speakers? Well, I mean, if this is what you really want to do, just like being an actor, nobody can talk you out of it. I would just say, learn the business side. Just like I would tell any actor, any writer, anybody who's an artist or creative person, it's great to go, we am an artiste and I'm going to do my art and, you know, but you have to be, this is what I would tell myself many, many years ago, you know, is because I, I was just, you know, a young, naive, you know, just ended up in New York City, want to be an actor and, you know, didn't, I, I didn't know the business side. I think if I had known more about the business side, it would have helped a lot um, because you can create your own opportunities. It's just, you know, otherwise you're going to be standing in a long line holding your hand out, waiting mm. for a job. 
And, and I, don't, may, I don't have the may, patience for that anymore. <laughs> that's true. And that may make for a good speech at some point in time, too. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, that would be con- to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I always want to make sure that our speakers community, our speaker and speaking community has a way of getting in touch with you. How could we get in touch with you or your resources that you may have for the aspiring speaker? Uh, if you go to speaker sponsor dot com uh, or if you um, you can send me an email at um, info at speakersponsor dot com and there's a resource page you can if you go to the resource page on speakersponsor dot com you'll see something it's like a link to a video it's a free video I don't remember it's like what thirty or forty minutes long something like that yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so there's a contact um, page on the site, and very simple. Well, awesome. Hey, Julie, thanks again for your time. This has been a very educational conversation with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we look forward to connecting with you online. Okay. Sponsorship. Who would have thought that, that that's a possible way to build a speaking business. I think for me personally, I'm going to take her up on this. This is something that I thought about. It's, you know, there's so many things that I'm doing in the speaking business. There's so many things that I'm doing for free. And there's so many agencies, organizations, and products that I think that if I utilize some of the strategies that Julie presented here and also going a little bit deeper and what she offers on, on speakersponsored.com. I think there's something there. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you are serious about speaking, if you really want to build a business, not just to speak for free, but speak for a fee, consider this avenue, a sponsorship with a company. Someone who says, if you can get the people in the seats, I think your message is worth something. How does one do that? How does one approach a sponsor, a company? Well, that's what Julie's all about. That's what speakersponsor.com is all about. And she has a webinar. And I'll be honest with you, at the time of this recording, I haven't taken the webinar. I haven't invested my money in the webinar. But I've listened to the free webinar that gives me a little bit more about that business and what that really entails. And after so many shows of listening to speakers, of learning from speakers, it's really time for me to launch my speaking career. It's time for me to start investing in some of these awesome resources that our past guests and our current guests has put in front of me. And that's why I do encourage you to go to the website. There you're going to see all of the resources that our guests have been sharing with us and some of the resources that I've personally read on my own. One such resource is Julie Austin's webinar for the speaker who's curious about getting a sponsor. I invite you to check out that link. I invite you to check out what she's offering, but I also invite you to make sure that if this sounds like it's something that you are into, that you are open to doing. Check out the webinar. Invest in the webinar on how to build your business 
your speaking business with a sponsor. In an upcoming show, I'm going to share with you what I've learned from that webinar and hopefully have Julie back on the show to kind of go a little bit deeper and help me connect my ideas and her strategies to a business, a speaking business, because that's why we are here. That's why you are here. That's why I am here interviewing people like Julie to help me go from free to fee. So again, if you're out there, let's do this. Let's begin this journey now. Let's start taking the information that we've learned from our previous speakers and start to launch our speaking career. From this podcast on, we're going to be moving fast. We're going to be building fast. And I'm going to be sharing some resources with you that's going to help us get a better understanding of what this is really all about. But there's one more thing that I want to share with you. No matter how many resources you have, no matter how many books that I share with you or our speakers share with you, one thing that I know that's consistent from speaking with all of the speakers that have been on this show, it is about grit. It's about passion. It's about doing the work. And if you're serious about the speaking business, if you're serious about building your speaking business, then you're serious about doing the work. So again, I love that you're listening to the shows. I'm excited about the comments that we're receiving on this show. And I appreciate that. And so keep the comments coming along. But you know, the best comment that I will cherish is the comment that says, listening to this show, listening to the guests that Antoine Lincoln is bringing to the show really helps me to think differently and to think deeply about my purpose as a speaker. I want this show to be no nonsense. I want this show to say, this is serious business. This is a business. That is the direction of this show from this day forth, from this podcast forth. So let's get ready to listen to speakers. That's great. Let's get ready to listen from speakers. That's awesome. But let's get ready to launch because that's why we are here. Well, I think I should get off the soapbox now. (sighs) What a passion I have for this. And I hope you have the same passion. Until next week, listen, learn, and launch your speaking career. I'm Antoine Lincoln.